Alright, what's good? It's the ADD Podcast. Um, we're back for the second time this week because, um, yo, this is the second time some dumb shit has happened because remember last week we ended up getting thrown oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Very unfortunate. Yeah, we still got to finish the that The devil episode. is busy. Yeah, I don't have time. There was a lot going on. And, um, <laughs> we have somebody back. Would you like to introduce yourself again? Hey, I'm here. It's Will Gates. What's up? It's been a while. <laughs> I think I haven't seen you since the anniversary, so welcome back. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's not true. That is. We've done you seen two him after that when he got July seventeenth. No, I'm talking about on the podcast. Oh, exactly. Mm, very well. Exactly. Um, ladies, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, yes, my name is Chastity. Stage name C Concrete. My name is Malika. Stage name Malika. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, this is the second time we're running through this. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I know this is actually like it would happen like on our late night episode too that we have to run this back. On the Quiet Storm episode. Exactly. Yeah. After so hours. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you guys got any? Um, what you call it? You guys got any plans tonight? It's a Friday. It sure. is I'm not, Friday. I'm not like, <laughs> I realized it was Friday. Nah, you lonely. You ain't gonna be like, no, I, first of all, I just I just got back in real life, so exactly. I don't even know what's happening. Exactly. Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Collect <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but I'm not stepping on any plans, right? No plans. Okay, I appreciate that. Yo, oh, uh, I just remembered. All right, so uh, we have to pretend like we didn't have this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Um, you went to California. I Yo, did. but I forgot. You had gotten an offer when you go out to California. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I did not partake in said offer. What happened, man? Because so, yeah, he's going to I'm pretty sure he's going to have to. He's going to want to know. And I want to tell him. But I don't want to. We're not going to do that on here. Yeah, I got to tell you. We're wilding. Yeah, exactly. So, um, no, California is very different. Like... The way it's like 70-something degrees outside, is dead-ass hot. California, it wouldn't be hot at nah, all. that's a fact. I almost got sick in Cali. Son, I'm like, because there's shit. like no humidity. You dead-ass in the mountains and shit, chilling. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I need a and you wake up in the morning and it's low key brick. It's like 60 degrees mm-hmm. in the morning. I was like, damn, hold up. Mm-hmm. And, and the time, I was in LA. LA. Okay. And I feel like, the time goes by so much slower. It was like eight o'clock for twelve minutes, and I was tired because I'm like, hurry this the fuck up. You wanted to leave? Yes. Why would you want to Probably, leave? I think I just missed my own bed. Yeah, why do you like Brooklyn so much? Why do I like my room? You mean? Yeah, even that place. <laughs> like what? Like, I mean, you Canarsie. I feel right? like it would have been different. No, I don't live in Canarsie anymore. I know. I keep saying that. Everybody says that. I feel like it would be different had I gone for fun Mm -hmm. and not work. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is boring. California was boring? Because I was working. I wasn't having fun. You should have took the offer. No. Anyway. (laughs) Did you try to get her to smuggle some drugs or some shit? No. That would have been interesting. Bring that pack back? That was interesting. I mean, I brought that back. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, okay. That's cute. We're gonna split some. Oh, he said that's cute. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. No, no, no. Wow. Oh, Why? Wow. The DJ can't get oh, nothing. Oh, okay, no problem. Oh, what have you been up to, Gage? Um, Making uh, gluten free <laughs> pancakes and shit <laughs> on yeah, the yeah, internet. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. 
It was cute. It looked like fun. Shit, man. That was cute. DJ being dad, man. Was, Heard the dad. Yeah. Gluten-free pancakes. I, would do I was that. like, I know that flour expensive. I feel it. Trader Joe's, man, cut that check, you heard. <laughs> a lot of Trader Joe products was in that video, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll let like your boy. That, but my daughter doesn't have the motor skills yet. She's a baby. <laughs> she is she a baby t- child. She doesn't want to take care of herself. And I'm like, I don't what you say, take care of herself. Like, what? How? Like, I, it'd be nice if you um, didn't wear pull-ups. If like, you wash these dishes from it, time like, to time. Nah, just, like, be potty trained. Like, do that. Like, let's start from I the can't basics. even imagine what it's like to potty train a whole human. You know what it's like? It's I, annoying. I don't. I said I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. Kids are annoying. It's patience. It's your broken best it friend. Out of patience, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I ain't got patience, yo. Yo, like... She did like I, I, I'd ask her like before we leave the crib. Do you have to pee? Do you have to use the bathroom? No, daddy, yeah. I'm good. Yo, this you young can't. lady shits in the playground and continues to run. Don't ask her. Just say go to the bathroom. Right. Tell them they have to go. Yeah. They don't. Her. But it's usually I do that with big kids before field trips. I, mean, I might need a bathroom. As a matter of fact, everybody's going because I don't want nobody to be like, yo, Miss B, I got to use the bathroom. I'm sorry to hear. You should have did that in the school. You would nah, think son. if they was doing advanced placement courses, they'd be able to know when they have to pee. Please do not <laughs> do that. I'm just saying, advanced means, you know, you know, advanced peeing. You, know, you would think they would know these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. That's like my daughter's. Works. My daughter's three. I'm not I, sure that know, that's how it And works. every now and then, she knows when she has to pee. I would think by the time you're 14, 15, you've worked this out. Ten well, years from now, I'd like to if we're about to go on a field trip, where we're going to be on the train for two hours. Yeah, I take the train. You should probably use the bathroom. It depends on how far we're going. If we're going to the city, they're not paying for a bus. They'll give you a pass that gets everybody on the train for free. You need yeah. a pass for that? They give you a paper. And you show it to the paper. Like we're all, it's a bunch of niggas. You would have the paper, you bring it to the person in the booth and be like, hey, this is where we're going. You put the station that you're starting at and where you're going to end up. And then they just sign it. It's systematically racist about this. (laughs) I haven't connected the dots, but it sounds like some white supremacist shit going on. The fact that I need to know to take a bunch of. Why the fuck do I want to roll with 30 teenagers? I. Teenagers? Like, it's come a, on, it's obviously so like trip. Yeah, like you should like see somebody. what the fuck, why the fuck yeah. I got 30 teenagers with me at 10 in the because morning. Because none of them are going to pay, that's the point. Exactly, just open the fucking door. Why the hell I gotta show you a paper? To show you that I'm going on a field trip with these kids? Because uh, yeah. in the past it gets you on the train going, and then when you come back, you say where you start, on the paper you're going to write where you starting at and where you're getting off. And then the person in the booth just signs it. See, that shit. They try to figure out where we going. Like, you know, you need your emancipation okay, papers. Okay, I get what you That's slave, that's slave shit. You, you need your freedom papers to move about. You should be able to travel free. It's a bunch no of kids. No, you know what I mean? It's a bunch of kids, like, at 10 a.m. With, like, rolling with adults. Assume. <laughs> The fuck? All right, next. Love. All right, my fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute. Because I'm like, what? All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, ladies, um, I'm sorry. So we have to redo this again. Um, they don't know that, but we know that. All right, then. They don't know, know, nigga. <laughs> Damn. Yo, boy. I like to let my audience know what's going on. Man, fuck your True. audience. Transparency. <laughs> your audience also. 
I've been doing poetry for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, a little backstory on it. I started when I was upstate. Um, it was fresh out of college. Um, it was just at like a really dark place in my life. And I was just writing, expressing my emotions. And I let someone in on that. And they were just like, yo, Chaz, continue writing. And so I just went from writing about dark and nasty you know, uh, thoughts and times to positive things. So I was just a mix of the both. Um, my good and my bad days, and yeah. Okay, so you found a way to make it balance. balance. I want to read your Jinx. old stuff. Your it's old stuff sounds like it's really like scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that will be something that will be read when I am finished publishing my book. Oh, yes, yes, that will be on the way. Um, for the most part, when I perform, I perform pieces that I'm okay with ex- with expressing to the crowd mm-hmm. because at the end of the day this is my art this is my work and I'm I'm letting out a piece of me to mm-hmm. them so I do things that I feel comfortable with if they are to let's say um share it and things of that sort if it was to go viral things of that sort I'll be okay with that but there's other things that are more so personal and private that I feel like will be made for a book mm-hmm. and so for you know you're sitting alone you read it you feel comfort within that it's not just you that feels that way or however it is how long have you been doing it? I have, I have always since. I have been writing poetry since I would say since I was ten years old, mm-hmm. and when I got into college, I lost all interest, all my passion for it because of all the research papers. A year ago, I just got back into loving writing love and poetry and since a year ago i've been writing okay so you started back about a year now. yes okay and you guys both enjoy performing your art and stuff of that nature of course i love it okay is that in itself therapeutic yes of course um i feel like for me personally it was like you just you just jumping out of a plane or whatever you're just really overcoming some a lot of fears that you did not know you had um, I will never forget the adrenaline rush I had when I did my first performance because I didn't have anyone in the crowd that I knew. And it's not, that I, it's not like I didn't, it's not like I couldn't have had family there. I just did not want them to be there. I did not want to know anyone in the crowd. I didn't mm-hmm. want anyone to know me. You didn't so, want them to know your poetry or you didn't want them to make you nervous? Both. I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expressing myself. This is my first time. I'm like, this might even be about y'all. Exactly. You know. <laughs> so I just felt like that was something that I needed to do for myself, and after they can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And once I got, once I did that, and I overcame my fear of the crowd and what they might think, what they might say, it was beautiful. It's been great ever since. Have okay. they been coming to performances and stuff? Of course. Um, people ask all the time when they can come to my performances, but for the most part, I just, I'm very impulsive with my open mics. I just get up and go. So I can never really tag someone mm-hmm. along, you know? But when I do host my open mic, that's when I'll be able to have family, friends, everyone that wants to support me to come out. Okay, so you're doing your own? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Have you had family come out to your shows? Well, when I just started, no, it was no. So okay, so that's the same thing. Like yeah. at the beginning, you don't have family. Uh-huh. Because my writing is very personal, personal. and private and emotional. I just didn't want to give my my family that alarming. About your story, I mean, so what? Yeah, do you <laughs> ever think you will share with them? I mean, well, you—they've been to your show now, have they? They have because mm-hmm. I want my family to know that 
I'm okay. Um, you know, and like performing my my pieces is therapeutic for me. But I also love to bring my pieces to life. So um, the past two performances I had at CSS Brooklyn, I had performed a piece on depression hmm. and I literally dressed up as with handcuffs and I had my clothes was all with blood, like with bread and stuff like that. And I was telling the story of how I killed depression. My next performance was on DV, domestic violence, and it was in a setting off a table of where someone, I'm telling the story of a meal that I'm having and every meal I'm going through appetizers and like just the buildup of what domestic violence is. Mm-hmm. So I just love performing my pieces. So what's the main course of domestic violence? It was the punches, the the physical abuse, the mental abuse, the emotional abuse. Gotcha. I mean, so I mean, that's like a don't we, we're gonna lead into that. We're probably gonna get into your story, like going the next segment and see like how you come from that to actual writing about it and stuff of that nature. So we're gonna get into some music real quick. Would you like to pick some songs? Are you, are you familiar with what's going on right now? Uh, <laughs> terrible, Yo, why you always put me on the spot, man? Oh, Both DJ you gotta pick it, you gotta pick it right OG now. shit, gotta, man. It's a, it's a lot of new shit. No, you can keep it too. Let them know. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of new music today. Don't let me for the old head shit. You heard? <laughs> My era. That's what I'm saying.
I remember the first time I heard that song, I was like, what is being said? I can't, I feel like I can't hear. I just, I and I just, I had really to like I, listen to, first. I said, oh, there are words. Yeah. Oh, like, welcome to baby. the party. Yeah. Baby, don't trip. That is my song. Like, I, I listen to the song. I just, he just I sounds like he's like, he's like mad mumbling. Like, and I'm like, what's yo, happening? What is, what are the it's, words? It's hypnotism. Like you hear the tone in his voice, it's so calm, but he's threatening you. But he's a he's murderer. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so, so soothing. It's like how about murder, death, kills, like homicide. I see baby. mothers and baby. aunts and people like, in baby showers singing along. And I'm like, that's a lot of drugs. That's who the drugs And the lean. That's a lot of drugs, yo. And I feel like he really was. I feel like that's a true story based on his story. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. I feel like the song was an accident. Like she's saying shit. And Simba was like, you know what? Put that on a beat. But I do like the beat though, because it reminds me. The beat is very menacing. But it reminds me of like UK grime. It's not even necessarily like a trap trap drill beat. It's like it's a, I'm going to kill y'all beat. I'm like the only one who went on Genius to hear him break down the lyrics. I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. It wasn't, it, I didn't get I as much. Want, I, I don't know, want it's like some of the geniuses, yeah, like some of the geniuses Word. you go up and watch it and you'd be like, oh wow, I never I wasn't aware. I didn't know he said that. Then you watch his genius and it was like, oh no, no, this is exactly what the fuck I thought was going on here. That's why I'm drugs and killing. I said what I said. <laughs> like okay, Mr. Pop Smoke, sir. Once you, once you got the oh, words, yeah, he knew, yes, you knew. Mr. Pop Smoke, sir. Enjoy. Anything <laughs> exactly. for you, Mr. Pop. Enjoy. Okay, so you was enjoy. Thought. Okay, got you. Oh, you were a thought, and you enjoyed oh, being yeah. lit yeah. very well. Exactly. Put the gun on your hip. Noted. Okay. <laughs> How and many were ten? Ah, yes. Don't forget that the one that does one of Yes, got it. Makes sense. Noted. He meant what he said, and that was it. Exactly. Yeah. You okay? I'm good. All right, then. So where are you from? <laughs> I am originally from Grenada. Oh, okay. Greece. Spice, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, your granny, so we right? Might be yeah, we may be. Isn't Grenada <laughs> small? Everybody's related. Everybody's related in Grenada. That's yeah, who said that. Dia said that. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, was yeah. like, everyone's related at home. I said, okay, great. Exactly. <laughs> so you was born? No, I was actually born in Grenada. No, that's what I'm saying. You was born there? Okay. So when did you yes. move to New York? I have moved to New York in 2011. 2000. Oh, that's wow. recent. So yeah, fairly yeah, recent. it is recent. So how? I mean, so how has been the shift? Crazy thing. When I just got here, I was culture shock. Yeah, what's I the really was. Culture shock? Um, the weather definitely. You <laughs> 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 like it's how many degrees? Uh, Twelve. No, you can't really tell because they tell Celsius. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. Even like the way we spell words too is different. We spell well with you. Yeah, you have the British English. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that was a little, it was a little hard to transition. Mm. Um, The culture, actually, because there are a lot of things that I didn't talk was normal was actually normal. (laughs) Even the language, too, was a little, it had a language barrier, too. There's a language barrier? No, when I say that, I mean, like, with slangs and stuff, because uh-huh. my friends used to be speaking. I was like, what did you say? What does that mean? 
<laughs> like dead ass or something like that. Like, yeah, what? like what? Why is but who's ass? <laughs> <laughs> dead ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but in a couple of months, I picked up everything. Okay. Oh, I, see. I, I got I Americanized. <laughs> a little sprinkle or something. Like, you know, I know things. I'm out here. <laughs> I know what y'all talking about. How old about. Were you when you got when you got I was 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Yes. What made you want to move to Brooklyn? School. Mm-hmm. Um, I had better opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, as far as so now, you say your your writing is inspired by depression and DV. What did the transition from Caribbean to America did that bring on the onset depression? It did, cause um, when I got here. I'm, I was a little homesick. I got here during the winter time. So the environment played a part in my depression. But I was also going to school and I also did track and field. So um, it was a little hard juggling like a full-time student, also being a full-time athlete and being away from home and not just a whole different country. Okay. You didn't move with anybody? Who did you move with? When? When, when you came, came here? Yeah, we came to New York. When I had family oh. that I moved to, but I was I was at school. Uh-huh. Oh, so, so you was away from the family that was even here? Yeah, Which so school? I was away from everyone. What school you went to? I went to Monroe College, then I transferred to Fiali Dickinson University. Uh-huh. So, like, although you say you're with family, you're still away from home. Uh-huh. So that brought on my depression, and as a as school got tougher, my depression got worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So, um, what made you? Um, was it the depression that made you start writing, or? Yes, definitely. I have like so much thoughts in my head that I needed an outlet. Mm-hmm. So, writing, I sat pulling up my journal and I sat writing, writing everything that I can possibly that I used to think about in my head, everything I used to feel. And it helped me analyze my feelings. It helped me check in with myself often. Let me know like this is this is what I'm this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. And it kinda like smooths I would say smooths smooths me in a way back. And I could like now I'm in such a better place. I can literally go back and smile and be like, "Wow, I really got got out of this." So, was the writing the first step? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, uh, what made you decide to like take it to a journal? Because, like, I think nowadays most people go to social media with their feelings and stuff. (laughs) Nah, that's real shit. People, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People go like the first thing people will do. Like, people will write, but people will write like, um, you know, like tweets or like mm-hmm. Facebook statuses or like they're in their IG stories you know um, in their films and stuff of that nature what made you decide to like um, the old fashioned way like I'm just going to keep it in the journal I am not a social media person at all I I don't want to be rude in saying it but why am I expressing my deep thoughts and feelings with a bunch of people that I do not know, that do not know me, that's gonna misinterpret everything I'm going to say, and really don't care about me. Don't so, you feel that way when you perform though? No, I I just don't because I feel when I'm performing, it's it's 
but personal. Also I feel like people who go to the shows know what they're going for. Yeah. Anyone on social media is anyone would see some shit okay. and say nah, something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a particular audience that's there to share your pain. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's relatable. Okay, that makes sense. All right. And a lot of things could be lost into transition. That's why I believe like it's it's easier if you call someone or you you meet face to face and have a conversation. What are you just text it? That's real, Weston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, because not. a lot of people just misinterpret the way you say it, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just say something as simple and it comes up harsh. So you're a phone person, face to face person. Face-to-face. <laughs> oh, okay, got you. All right, and so um, yeah, um, your relationship, your abusive relationship. How long was that? It was a year. It was about a year. Wow. So how how did it transition into, you know, full on onset DV? To be honest with you, is when things got bad, like when mm-hmm. it got to the point where I was like fearful for my life, then I realized like, oh my God, I am actually in a DV relationship. Oh. So what were some of the early red flags? At first, it was it felt perfect. At first, it felt like oh my god, God sent the perfect guy for me. I was like oh my god, yes, my person and answered. You met, you met him up here. Yes. Okay. He's green. He's no. Name? He's Blue. from Brooklyn. Oh. Okay. Oh, he's a Yankee. <laughs> hey, hey. He's nasty. Yankee. No Ah, yes. Ah. Uh, so yeah, okay then so um so at first it started so like what was the first red flags? The first like looking back now, mm-hmm. the first red flags would be the constant phone calls, like this guy going to work and I had to be on on the phone with him all day. That was a problem, and I just see it as well. We just start talking so. It's not a big deal. We just wanted to get to know each other. So I really didn't make anything of it. The second red flag was the constant, like, if I'm not close to my phone, he would send me, like, series of text messages. Wow. Like, I'm telling you, like, it used to be, like, like 20 paragraphs. text messages. Yeah. And I used to be like, you need to, like, sl- you need to stop because I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it was accusatory. Yeah, like, it was all that. And then going through my phone um it was me being away from my family because he Mm -hmm. he tried to take me away from my parents my sisters my mom my aunt so like basically isolating you from everybody else so you'd have to be with him. yes i would have to be with him it started as every weekend it started every other weekend and it turned into every weekend then it turned into every day and if I am not with him, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. And then the physical abuse started. Wait, um, when was the first time he hit you? The first time he hit me, punched me in my face. Thanks. Oh, for what? Because. I mean, we don't, if you want to. It's okay. It's okay. The thing about it is my therapist have prepared me for it. Like, oh, for this for this interview? Yeah, because the thing is, I do get, like, PTSD because that is a traumatizing, mm-hmm. you know, moment, experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with talking about it. I'm mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So what was the, um, what was the, the issue over that issue for the first time? The first time he punched me in my face was because his eggs were cold. 
His eggs what? Cold. I made breakfast. Uh-huh. And he figured that the eggs were cold. Wow. So he just punched me in my face like that. Yeah. Okay. Then. So how long after that did you um, get out of the relationship or did it, it continue? It continued. Okay. So what was, your, what was your thinking then after you hit your He brought me flowers the next day. White roses to be exact. Mm-hmm. Twelve dozen white roses the next day. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's not going to do it again. Uh It turns out he punched me again the following week Uh in my stomach this time Uh because I mix up the order at Burger King. He was older than you? Yeah, he was four years older than I am. Because you, wow, because of the order at Burger King, wow. All right, then. So, at what point did you realize? At this point, did you know it was time to go, or did you, did it? Did you let it linger a little bit longer? I let it linger because that's a thing with. I've learned that now, but that's a thing with abusers. They break you down to a point where you feel low as them, mm-hmm. and honestly speaking. That was how I felt at that time. Mm-hmm. At that time, I just, I figured that he wasn't going to do that again, but mm-hmm. I was wrong all the time. And I kept lying to myself too. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really trying to hide it from my family because I didn't want them to know like it was that bad. Did they find out? I mean, before they came to your shows and stuff like that, were there signs? Yeah, um, my sister told my sister was like, oh, Malika, that is not normal. Yeah. For someone to be calling you like that, especially when they cannot get in touch with you, that is not normal. And I told her, I was like, you know, well, he had a really tough life growing up, so he just wants somebody to be in his corner and somebody to not give up on him. Oh, so and I don't want to be that one to give up on him. Mm-hmm. I used to always tell her all the time. But it wasn't okay. Uh, um, okay, then. So Was there something that happened that you were like, no, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. Or was it just kind of like one day you were reflecting like, this is not anything that I want? He started drugging me. Yeah, he started drugging me through my food. I used to, he used to like, I, I used to love macadamia nuts, like cookies. Mm-hmm. And he's always bringing home for me all the time. And I said, love it. I said, enjoy it. And after I would eat it, and I would just blank out. And I would not remember anything and get up the next day with bad headaches. To the point I just feel nauseous. And I just would not remember what happened. I was like, I know that I was sitting down. Why am I laying down? Like, why my clothes is off? Like, that's how I used to feel. Like, what and I just never used to like I used to try to put the pieces together and ask him like what happened it's like oh you just you just went to sleep I'm like no I don't remember like I have a nighttime routine I don't remember going to bed like that no mm-hmm. and he used to lie to me all the time until I figured out like okay he had to be drugging me because I don't remember like my memories are vague all the time when he gave me those cookies. Mm-hmm. It was at, it was more, a lot of other things that happened. So my question, um, is this dude still walking the streets? 
Why he still like that's a this is a thing because you know like um I wouldn't want anybody else to fall victim to that. Me either, yeah. but unfortunately he cannot come close to me. Yeah. I have um he's convicted of a couple of crimes that he did mm -hmm. for me, so he's hit with a lot of protection. So he cannot come close to me at all. And even with the auto protection, honestly, sometimes I do feel like he would just pop up. up. Yeah, but you know what? I have changed so much stuff about my life that it would be really hard for him for him to figure out how I move now. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He would have to be like somebody like really close to me, and anybody that I know, like I used to talk to, that is associated with him, I cut them off. Okay. So, um, how do you how do you go about about dating after that? <laughs> um, it's not easy mm. honestly I had to work on myself first like myself became my number one priority um, after everything let me just say this he posted well this is off I knew he was I'm sorry let me just go back to that story mm -hmm. because that's gonna tell like a bigger part of your that's gonna answer your question <clears throat> so when I found out because when he realized that I was leaving and he was threatening to kill me and all the other things that he was doing I was like I don't care as long as I live you I can die during this process but the fact that I left that would be satisfying for me because I don't want to be with a person that that do something so inhumane to me. So after, when he realized I wasn't coming back at all, he sent naked pictures and a video that he made of me. The naked pictures were pictures that he took of me while he drugged me. Mm -hmm. He sent that to my mom, my dad, my sisters. He posted on Facebook. And I was that moment I knew that I had, I was like, Malika, you have to take care of this. I had to walk to the precinct and made a report. My mom, my mom suffered from high blood pressure. Yeah. If she was, if she had ever went to the hospital, she would have been admitted that night. Mm. Her blood pressure went up so high. My mom just had to take medication and go to sleep. Mm. It was that bad. Yeah. Like seeing your daughter in that manner on Facebook. Oh, he put, he put it on Facebook? Yeah, he posted mm -hmm. on Facebook. I had, to connect, I had to contact Facebook to take it down. That was like one of the worst hours. That's one of the longest hours of my life. They took it down. I was able. He, he got arrested. Uh -huh. um, it was really like I had to go to trial. Um, it was trial. He got convicted of the crime. After that, it took me like a long time to look myself into the mirror. I, I have problems trusting people. I have problems with myself. Mm -hmm. I was, I felt so guilty because like, how can you allow someone to treat you like that? How, I just keep asking myself how and why. And I realized like, and I, I started having nightmares. I couldn't sleep at all. And I realized like, I need to get help. So I went into therapy. Uh, how long have you been in therapy? I've been in therapy for almost a year, huh. but I've switched therapists. <laughs> but my therapist now, he is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, 
therapy just feels like just how, how we have in a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. That's how therapy is for me. And and the poetry helps. And the poetry really helps. It really my therapist actually encouraged me to actually pro, start performing because mm-hmm. I was writing and I was not performing. I was like, you should perform. Like maybe like you performing is gonna help you release some of that mm-hmm. anger and that pain. But I needed to work on myself and make myself the biggest priority. So I've worked on myself. I mean, I do go out on dates from time to time, but I'm not ready to be intimate with anyone or Mm -hmm. be in a relationship with anyone because I know I have more work to do on myself. But that situation also taught me things that I want and things I do not want in my Mm -hmm. life. Red flags and things I'm going to accept and things I'm not going to accept in a man. And I'm very picky right now. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Every woman alive. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. So, wow. This shit got deep. I don't know, like, how you, you know, break from that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, that shit is um, actually like, um, we normally get pretty personal. So, um, that just adds to, you know, and I appreciate you yeah. like yeah, being you, able you, to push you. through that conversation. I know that was hard. I just felt like I cannot. Everyone has a story to tell, mm-hmm. and that's my history. I cannot hide behind it. You think about it. If everyone hide behind their history, where would we be right now? Mm-hmm. My well, story needs to story, tell. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. There could be a young woman right now listening to this, and she's probably be inspired by my story. Two years ago, I had nothing. I didn't have a place to stay. My savings were gone. He took everything from me, everything. And it was just so hard. But my family, they, they picked me up. They really like stepped in. I couldn't even be there for myself. And my family, they stepped in. And I have worked six months. I've worked, I've worked sometimes 14 days straight. And I just would not stop working and I had to build myself up. And I look back two years later and I have my own place. I've reached my financial goal for 2019 Mm -hmm. in eight months. You know, like I've Let started. Let me hold a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like the my poetry means so much to me, and I'm just in a, I just in an amazing place in my life that I thought I would never be. Sometimes I look back and I cry tears of happiness because it's it's overwhelming that's of how fire. happy I am. That's super fire, yeah. That's 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 actually dope. Yeah, whew. Whew. you see, we can't throw up like that. That shit was kind of down. Oh, you gonna bring us back down, ain't you? Come. <laughs> well, damn, I. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to play some happy music. <laughs> and then, In the um, interim. <laughs> exactly. Then we'll be back. Thank you so much for being there. I appreciate it. You're like, you're not going. Don't take off the headphones. We'll be right back. But um, say, um, for sharing that story, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. 80 Podcast will be back. Why you stand over me, dog? Girl, 
girl said that she love me like a Jonas I know these girls fall for the loners Keisha's TT's love it when we pull up And I can't help that I love these women, yeah I get around, baby I get around, baby I get around, baby I get around, baby. I got Stay for Zippy, getting to the back. Best man is mommy, other one from Trinidad. Chocolate and vanilla, said they love it when I splash. I heard women follow money, so I'm getting to the cash. I get around, baby. I get around, baby. I get around, baby. Yo, Luke, come talk to them for a minute. Girl from Harlem, I swear to God she a kid Black girl, she from Brooklyn, she scamming, she in the field You love her, my little Cuban, she grew up on Castle Hill Got a bitch from Brazil, I get around like for real <laughs> Nah, I really don't I could make you fall in love if I hit it slow Probably gon' hit it fast, cause I gotta go Gotta get back to the bag, nigga gotta show And my bitch never trippin', I trippin', she got it all Her ass so fast, September, she make it fall She in love with the kid, my pictures up on the wall I shoot, she hold a Glock, get around like I'm prop
from the graveyard, fucking with them zombies. Demons on my back, like haters gotta get them off me. Boss up every circumstance, don't matter what the cost be. Ball for my niggas, and in here we let them glass breathe. Blood on my hands, I did a lot to make my watch breathe. Slow up the process when I'm running shit in top speed. I don't got no enemies or friends, I only got me. Life is a bitch, but bitch, I'm getting sloppy. Follow them niggas, I want the main one. Oh, 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 the hit on niggas, I can't run. They go out like niggas, look where I came from. They govern the money, I seen the change. I call up my niggas, they hit the scene up. I call them and tell them bring the machine up. They pull up with choppers, lay everything down. So tell them we coming for everything now. I'm all in, them demons calling. I'm on when I get my target. Live from the graveyard, fucking with them zombies. Demons on my back, like haters gotta get them off me. Bossed up every circumstance, no matter what the cost be. Ball for my niggas, and in here we let them glass breathe. Too many niggas. Too many niggas, too many niggas. I pour for my realest niggas. My realest niggas, my realest niggas. I don't know so many niggas. Too many niggas, too many niggas. I pour for my realest niggas. I pour for my, I pour for my. Uh, you ready? Yes, man. ADD Podcast. Uh, we're back. Um, Tina, your bright ass sweater is distracting me. I'm sorry. Why? It's festive. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Why are you wearing a hoodie in like 75 degree weather? Um, I guess I forgot I was in New York. <laughs> oh, okay. okay because okay. It was 70 something in me. California is a little breezy. Well, how are you wearing a leather hat? Like, you gotta relax. No. What's the <laughs> I don't understand. You're making me that warm. Anyway, you know what? You're lucky I left my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, interesting. It's um, concrete. Ah, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm getting yourself. Um, I'm recovering from that story. Yeah, I think was, we all are. That's just on a different level, each and every one of us. Yeah, that was pretty deep. Um, as for you, yes. uh, where are you from? Um, I am from upstate New York. Um, my background is Jamaican and African-American, but I can't speak Patois, sadly. It hurts my heart. <laughs> it hurts my heart. Do you understand it? A little, yeah. I mean, it's English, I guess. So yeah, when they're not speaking fast, yeah. I could. <laughs> nah, if you go to Jamaican in... In the zone, talking about something they're passionate, you're like, huh? huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You pick up bits uh, and pieces. We went through the same thing with um, Peter Gay, too. She's see? Always, yeah. But we, every time I see her, I make her pronounce her name in Patois. <laughs> Peter <laughs> fucking Gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So, what part of upstate? Ah, Buffalo, New York. Um, ah, a well-known okay. area, well-known spot. Um, yeah. Cousins to Canada, into, all that I'm good stuff. Heavy into Griselda right now. Excuse me? I'm heavy into Griselda. You know about her? Conway, oh, Westside Benny, Westside Gun. What's going on? I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's, okay. it's this regular label that just got signed to Rock Nation. Okay. They're straight from Buffalo. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, doing it big, finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Something. Yeah. God damn. No, that's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. um, they're like, I, hey, they rep Buffalo. Right. Like, I can't, Buffalo. So that's weird. I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Through, through so like, to hear somebody say like yeah I'm from Buffalo okay right mm-hmm. nice ain't much, ain't much out well. there for us. Exactly. at least not in regards to the arts and music much of the medical field okay so what is Buffalo like but outside of it being cold um <laughs> it can tend to be like uh depressing why and how you might ask well because um 
the area, it's very, everything's far from each other. But that's obvious, living outside of the city, everything's far from each other. Mm-hmm. But what comes with things being far from each other and not having a car is depression. Because you try to use the, you know, the metro or whatever that sort. And it comes every 30 minutes to every hour, let's say, give or take. And then on top of that, by the time you try to reach your destination and the course of going somewhere else, the day is over. You know, it takes mm-hmm. a long time to get from get to and from a spot. And um, traveling was hard for me. So whenever I was able to, you know, get a ride, I enjoyed it. I, I took advantage of it. But at the end of the day, it was just like, it was hard for me because I really had to walk everywhere. I had to travel everywhere by bus. I had to look for open mics. There wasn't much. And then maybe if you did find some, it was like twice a month, first, first week, last week. You know, mm-hmm. and if you got lucky, if you found it, then on that last week, so it wasn't much for the arts um, and media field, so it was like a setback for me. But how I got into like um, the radio and the newspaper was because I performed, like I said, at that open mic by myself, and somebody pulled me to the side, like, "Yo, I work for this program. I work with these youth members. I want you to come." I was like, "Okay." I came by, and then they ended up telling me about this big talent show that they do, and it's just, from there, that's when everything got out. And I was like, okay, I like this, but it's not something they do often, so it sucks. Mm-hmm. So, um, what, uh, when did you start writing? Um, yeah, about two years ago, 18, 19, oh. about 19 is when, when I started. What made you decide, like, I'm going to take pen and paper? Um, I'm not so much of a pen to paper kind of girl. I'm more of a thumb to... Notepad, touchscreen, right? Only because, like, with me personally, I don't um, write as fast as I think, pen to paper, so it frustrates me because it's like my mind is always going. My hands can go as fast, but my, my like, I don't know, typing can go as fast, but writing mm-hmm. can't go as fast. So I just always, like, was in my phone, and then I would just put little notes in, like, little affirmations and that turned into poems pretty much. Mm. Chash will be okay. Chash is going to be all right. Reassure myself of things that others around me might not have been telling me at that moment that I needed to hear. So, How, how do you know what you need to hear? Because, because you're nah, in the nah, dark. I, mean, I oh. asked that. My fault. I'm yeah, go ahead. Answer, but the reason why I asked that is because like, I'm pretty sure like when people are in depression or starting stages of depression mm-hmm. you don't know that it's beginning yeah you don't you don't know it's beginning so how do you know like i need affirmations because affirmations like when you don't know you need them they sound so silly like they sound so obvious for me yeah. personally i'm i'm a cornball i'm a cliche so that never <laughs> it never bothered me like affirmations always was like a, a help for me because it was like therapy without therapy you know mm-hmm. and um a lot of times when it came down to it, like I'd read little things, Instagram posts, things of that sort. I'd write myself stuff because I knew where I was at at that current place. Like where I was at at my current place to stay, my, my, where I was at that, my mindset, everything, my mental, everything. It wasn't where it could be. And I know I've been better. So what can I do to help myself out of this? Outside of trying to seek therapy. Okay, let me write these things to myself. Yo, Chash, you're going to be okay. Chash, you're going to be good. Remind yourself of that. Breathe. Mm-hmm. When you coming from the city and you going upstate, it's a big ch- it's a big shift because you're so used to that fast life. So now when you go up there, everything slow down. So when it comes with slowing down, it's having to reassure yourself that because you're slowing down, that you're still gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's hard because nobody else around you understands that. Everybody else is so used to that 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 set tone, that chill. 
to the oh, point where it can be depressing. depressing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, because it's just like, you're so okay with just saying, how could you be so okay with sitting back? But I found balance in between living out there on where I can be on my feet, but mm-hmm. still have that time to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I got you. So, um, what do you usually write about? Excuse me. Um, me for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just my emotions. Um, the people that I date, the people I let into my life, my family, um, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like my I feel like all poetry is abstract, but for me personally mine's abstract because it's like I know on a personal level what I am talking about. And granted other people in the audience have ood and odd, but they only know what they know from that. They don't know what I meant by that. Nobody ever pulls me to the side like, yo, Chaz, what did you mean by this, this, that? They just assume they know what I'm talking about. So that's why I feel are they like... they usually right? How I write? I no, te- I said, are they usually right? No. When they get... No, like, they, they, never, they never asked me. Nobody has ever asked me. Nobody no. has ever pulled me to the side like, what did you mean by this? They just assume that they know what I meant by it. And they woke up to me, they'll, uh, they'll compliment me. What's but the, they right, ask so what's me. the most relatable thing? Um, the most relatable poem I have at the moment that, like the crowd you know it feeds into the most is um this poem called crayon mm. where it's just pretty much speaking on your self-worth and um just like you know you are black you are beautiful you're like embrace the skin that you're in you know be happy for who you are and where you came from and what you could be don't be ashamed because of what you see around you uh, did you have issues accepting no yourself? for some odd reason i like that poem doesn't relate to me personally but then again, it does. Like, to an extent. Like, I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to someone as well. Mm-hmm. And granted, I did not have a person in front of me that I was talking to, but I do know others that have been ashamed of the skin that they were in. I had been ashamed of their height, had been ashamed of their body, and wanted to change or wanted to do something else. So, like, for me personally, I did have little p- bits and pieces in my poem that I took, but it was mainly for the audience. Like, whoever it is that could take this personally, I am talking to you. So, what's what personal part of your life do you draw from the most? You, um, that dumps into your poetry the most. My shitty love life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much because like I'm only I'm only like I'm only 21. Granted, so it's like what do I know? I don't know what I know. But it's like at but the here's same some time, shit that I do know. Okay, and it's just like I've just had my fair my fair share of trial and errors, and it's like I'm I'm learning. I'm a work in progress and things of that sort. So I have that open mindset, and I have that um. I could tend to step myself out of character, step myself out of body, and know where I went wrong with somebody, know where they went wrong with me, and I can write that, or I can write for them, or anything of that sort. It just, it helps me get over them, so or move on. So, alright, then, so, whose fault has it been most of the time in these shitty relationships? Um, there's no telling, to be honest. I, I guess I could say, I, I guess I could say me, but me, because it's like, um, this time, so I've gotten into messy situations, and it became a relationship, and I got what I deserved. You know, I got what I asked for. Karma bit me back in my ass, and it was like I knew she was gonna come. It was all a matter of when. So I was never able to be and that bitch at can ease. Fight. Okay, <laughs> oh, like she really swing fight. at you when you sleeping. Like she really swing at you when you like, sleeping. Like, 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 oh my goodness, it's, it's, you thought I forgot? I'm learning right? Like, you gotta take that. Like, so like. Pretty much, um, I've learned to be at peace with myself, and the way I get in things is what I get out of it. And as long as it's peace and positivity, then there's nothing more and nothing less that I'm gonna get from that. But I, I've I've been a toxic person in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I can admit that, and it has. What's your toxic trait? You 
I up and dip out of people a lot. You, like, you a ghoster too? Ah, it's not something I want to be proud of. You my nigga. No, you, you not. Ghost. Stop it. That's not she's my trying thing. to grow. Oh, fellow ghoster. That's not You're my not thing. She's trying to grow. And it's not my thing because it's just like I have a personal, like, things have personally happened to me. People have left that on me, you know? Mm. They ghosted and came back. Abandoned and, Exactly. Mm. And so, um, pretty much, I've just shadowed that onto others. And I didn't mean no harm by it. I didn't think anything of it. But then when they broke it down to me, like, oh, Chash, you hurt me. I'm like, shit, yo, I'm sorry. How you learned this so early? Like, you know, I was doing this at 21 with no issue, no like, problem. I, like, I, I'm, like, I'm today, like, I, and I'm, I'm going through therapy, so, so I'm just realizing, same. you know, um, Yo, this shit is like, this shit is like huge on people's mm-hmm. lives. Like you fuck people's lives up, and it's like, nah, I didn't even mean to do that. I was just hey, tired of hey, it. Exactly. I was just mad annoyed. <laughs> so I really didn't mean to just like fuck your shit up. You understand what I'm saying? I needed this for my sanity. But or, see, yeah. you know, that's why there's two sides to a story. That's why I was just like, I found closure by speaking and reaching out to those that I felt like I did wrong by or I felt like we left on a misunderstanding. So I'm like, okay, where, what, what happened? Where did I go wrong? Where did you go wrong? What can we talk about? Not to say we're going to end up back together, but at the end of the day, let's have that peace of mind and move forward with our lives. Let me know that you moved on. I can move on too. So you big on like closure? Hell yeah. Okay. Only because it just, it, it brings me peace. I will always be stuck with the what ifs and what could be's if I do not get closure. I will always think about what could happen and what we could have been, and I will never get over that. And then every other female will have to deal with that with the backlash. Fact that I ain't put that exactly, away. Okay. and that's not fair to them. And I've heard many got got people caught caught into the crossfire of my own mm-hmm. situations, and I didn't mean to. I was honest with them when I when I like. So what's your ended longest, it. what's your longest relationship? I can't say. Um, give or take five months. I've never made a year with no one. Yeah. I've never been in a, a real relationship, so it's like situation. Yeah, so like a bunch a, of situations. It's, it's been a waste of my time. No, it's, been a, it's been a waste no, of their time. It's been a waste of my time. No, you learning that like you learning that at this point. Like for me to learn it at this age, what that I'm at, right? What age is that with your old ass? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm what age is that? Oh, I was born in 87. So, um, no, nah, but for me to like, when I'm learning this at this age, like, now it's like a lot more at stake. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Than when I was at 21. When I was at 21, it was mostly emotional shit. And maybe, you know, a some, little, clothes, a little more yeah, some clothes, maybe, like, I bought you this, bitch, or something like that. And then we have to split or something like that. Now it's like, okay, I have children. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids might have met you. Or we might have tied in some money together. Or it's like a bunch of other things. So what's Y'all good joined that you- the Susu together. Now you stuck. Now I'm stuck with. <laughs> now when, when the payback come out, I got to split it in half. With now her. I got to talk to you. I don't even talk to her no more. <laughs> yeah, you understand? So it's things like that. Like, So it's a good thing. Like It's a blessing that you're learning it now. Because these are lessons like I wish I would have learned at that age. Like I went through my entire 20s thinking that that yeah, type of shit was boy. cool. Yeah. Mm. Not, I wouldn't even say it. But not on purpose. But a, fuck a boy, reflective fuckboy. I'm, I'm trying. I'm reflective now. I didn't. You know, some people they um they they like to be. They like to feel. They feel superior about it. I didn't feel superior. I didn't feel less than. I just knew I was moving on. Right. And the way I was moving on wasn't healthy. Exactly you know what, what I'm, I'm going saying? through right now. 
which mm-hmm. is why I just realized like I can't keep doing this. Like, granted, it might not be it, but that don't mean that I should just dip on them and just leave out of their lives and just leave them to question what happened and what like where did I go wrong. But it's so That's easy, not though, right. It, it, granted, it is easy, and I tend to make rational decisions because I'm in the midst of my emotions, mm-hmm. and I've learned that I need to breathe and to step myself out of character. I need to leave that person alone for 24 hours to 72, because. In that given moment, I will leave you. I will block you. I will keep it pushing, and then later on in life, I will regret. I don't like do damn. That. I wonder what she's doing. Exactly. That liquor starts talking to you. If you can get in contact, yeah, she might have yeah, she block. Might have block you on everything. Exactly. Yeah, they sure. learn, it's a lot of back and forth. Don't. So. I mean, I think like the situation is like I can still contact a lot of my exes because I have. We didn't really end on like bad terms. Like mostly, it's been the ghosting thing. Okay. And then I could go back. And ghosting most is time, not bad see, ghosting, terms. Ghosting not. is bad terms for me personally because people have taken that. To I, the heart I mean, no. I take that. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of other people's breakup stories. Like a lot of people have like terrible breakup stories. You understand what I'm saying? Don't so ghost me. No, so like <laughs> ghosting isn't the worst thing in the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, when you ghost somebody, they can still think that's like, like good ghosting memories. is the worst because when people, the person who does the ghosting doesn't think they're doing anything. Exactly. And then you come back, yo, leave me the fuck alone. You haven't exactly. spoken to me in mad months. Keep exactly. not talking to me, please. Exactly. Because like, if you come back, then you sitting there like. Yeah. I want to talk to you. Then you start that's fucking cheating up. with like thirty women right now. You mean to tell me that's worse than? I mean, ghosting is worse. No, you I were mean, saying you that ghosting it, isn't bad. I'm telling you, ghosting is bad. I'm not. As a ghosting is is that. the worst because yeah. a lot of time people ghost, they come back. Don't fucking come back. I don't mean to. They what? ask. They text me sometimes. No, ghosting is horrible when you actually develop feelings for that person. And you That's why situationships are trash. Gone. Because there's right. just Yo, damn, all I'm about blurry. To I'm about to, from a toxic I'm about to text all my exes. Hey, I'm, about to, I'm, about to text, I'm about to text all my exes now. No, but like, what this I'm is saying what's bad about ghosting is, is usually yeah. the person who does the ghosting so comes back. Yeah, but Don't see, come back. But why listen, are you here? You no. left. Uh, um, without notice for no reason. Why are you here? Okay, no. but that's the secret. Let me say for myself personally, yeah. that same question you're asking is the same question that was asked to me. And why? It's because I cannot get over you. I tried. and You shouldn't have listen, fucking ghosted. Listen, but that's, <laughs> that's the point. You know, you left me to, and you made me have to move on on my own and have to pick myself up. So you can't come back into my life and try to think that things is gonna be all peaches and cream. So I get that. So concrete, do me a favor. Yes. You Tina's ex, finesse her into like accepting. Into Hell no, I would <laughs> never do that. I can't do that to someone because I'm, I'm too, I play devil's advocate. Like I, I can see both sides. I see why you don't wanna fuck with me. Why would you? I wouldn't wanna do that with me. I would never want, like somebody leave me? Bye, are you, are you dumb? Yeah. So how am I to have that mindset and then not apply that to myself? You, you have that she, fuck boy behavior. That relating shit, that shit you just got her to. right back on conversation like, with you. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. I, that's the first thing you do. You have to take responsibility for your actions when you've ghosted and you want to come back. And then see, she I just took the first you. step. She said, "I can't do it." She just did it. That's like, exactly what you did. Right? I, I'm sorry. I'm uh, my bad. I'll be like, okay, great. Now you stay over there where you at. Wow, I just I don't think mean? that's but listen because though, like no. I think that's coming from uh a, a def, like a, 
that's your automatic def defense move, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really how you're feeling. Like, you're mad, you're angry, you're sad. Express those emotions to me. Let me know what I did and how I hurt you because I'm reaching out to you now for that closure that I need. I'm not reaching but out you to don't you. Deserve but that's it. The thing. At no. least that's how I feel. Like well, you don't deserve none there of this conversation we have about. right now. There I just I feel like there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, like I once like you boast me, yeah, yeah. Everybody always says it's no, but everybody says there's nothing to talk about till I want to talk. Then it's like, well, I just felt like you did such a such. So why do you want to talk? You left me on your terms. On your terms because you felt like it, and when I reach out because you left me and you don't respond now you want to talk to me no hold a dick i'm not talking but you're gonna do it no 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 don't say that don't 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 say that like don't say that you're just off rip gonna do it that's not a guarantee that's not it's not a guarantee so don't think that because no no that's what statistics do you have to back up what you're saying my life because all the bum ass bitches respond some of the bum ass bitches that i told to listen to this podcast please don't do that and they take offense by they should be wrong for doing that they should be do not respond to him if you do not want to talk and you don't want to be invested in shenanigans that you think are gonna follow no but but the point is you can't treat people a certain way yeah, I'm not treating, I'm it's not, not about taking sides. It's about the sides of what's right and what's wrong. And I'm that's not trying up. to treat anybody in any witcher type of way. Listen, it's like you understand. Like I you do, get that, you, because yeah. hear me. You have good intentions by what you did, and you listen, have it good came intentions. No, that's what that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm think saying. Think about how to received. Exactly, that's the issue because it's a lack of communication. Not only is it the fact that you ghosted, but you did not communicate with me as to why you ghosted. You're not telling me, yo, I'm leaving you for some months. You're just leaving me. So there's no room for that person on that other end to really want to understand you or really hear what you have to say because you did not break it down to them on why it is that you're leaving. You just left. So it's like, I'm why do you deserve oh, my, my attention so now <laughs> versus when I tried to ask what is going on when you ghosted, you didn't respond and you come many months to a year later like, yo, matter of fact, you That's, know how many, what? You know how much I've done in the last six months to a year without you? And now you're like, oh, now you want to talk. There's nothing to talk about. It's been 12 months. What are we talking about? Go back what to, so like, like, yeah, pretty much with me. That's what I went through recently. Um, I had just up and left because I was just in my emotions and I made a rational decision and it bit me in my ass because I kept trying to find um, her and other girls and it didn't work. And then I reached out to her and I was just honest with her about everything. She reached back out to me. She broke it down to me and how I hurt her. And I respected it because what else do I have to do? What else could I do? Yeah. But but respect her and her emotions and how she feels on what I did. And that just had me like sit back like, damn, Shash, you could tend to be a toxic person yourself. You know, you it's not always. I'm sorry. Did you hit after that? Did I hit? Yeah. Yeah. No. She no she does not fuck with me at all like wow. and I'm not so she, her. she sat there and she opened herself up about yes, how and you hurt yes. she, she took her because opportunity she and she you were seeking that I, I was I needed that like that's um, what the conversation was for she like, was seeking, you reached out like yo like yo I'm sorry you know, I apologized after when she broke it down to me. And so now we're able to keep it pushing, move forward on life. Mm -hmm. She's able to be happy. I'm able to be happy. It's a weight lifted off my chest. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you're good. I'm great now. I was just living with that. What could be and what could have been. And all right. All how are you, stuff. sir? Okay, so you're better at me in this aspect. I think that, um, I think I have to tell him shut up soon. But you're better at me in this aspect. I think at your age, after I did that and I came back and I got that response, I wouldn't stop until I got the satisfaction of knowing that 
I could still, you understand what I'm saying? I could still come back in your life. And that's fuckboy behavior. That, no, so what you want me to do? You want me to lie? No, I'm telling you what no, I used to be. No, because you said that you are not a fuckboy. And I'm telling you that behavior is. That's a manipulative is. move. It's because super. at the end of the day, you hurt that person. Now you're trying to get back to, I'm, 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 I've been through that shit. Somebody did wrong by me, but they're going to tell me in the same breath, oh, I'm, oh you not going to, who the fuck? <laughs> nah, I wouldn't. I've never, 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 never been that aggressive. I've never been that aggressive. I've never been that aggressive. I've never been that aggressive after hurting somebody, but I've always wanted to like weasel or finesse my way back into that. I would never do that to someone. I already did enough damage. I was, nah, that I was notorious. I used to do that quite often. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I think, at, like I said, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't want bad karma anymore. That's not up to you. But no, it's not. Low key. No, it's not. No, nah. I mean, you're for, gonna, future, you're, like, future listen, for the future reference, yes. Yeah. But like, I'm you're, going to, you're gonna get back. Like, like the shit that you did in the past is eventually gonna catch up to you. When I tell you, you walked in here, didn't I tell you like I am dealing with residual exactly. bullshit? Exactly. I am dealing with a bunch of residual you feel bullshit me? And from you all of my actions. Like five, six, seven years ago, and it came back and bit your ass. That's fine. You slept on it. But the thing is, for the future from now. Being that you now have kids involved, you cannot do the same that you've been doing before because now that will skip you and hit your kid. Nah, and so that hit your kid, Yo, they that's the way. Nah, they like, be tight. If a dude, if a dude behave the way with my... The thing is, like, I like, if a dude behave the way I do with my daughter, I'm going to look at her like she crazy. You understand what I'm All saying? Right. Like, because it's like, damn, to let a dude that, like, you ghost that you... Nah, I was, okay, I was, I was, I'm a terrible person. I was. <laughs> was. Let's I, get past He said, no, I'm actually. No, I think you are that now. I was a terrible human being. I was a terrible human being. Now, um, and the thing was, the, the fucked up part about being that was, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I was like, okay, um, I'm not extreme. I don't, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Your yeah, definition you know what of what that yeah. was wasn't that, wasn't what you were doing, so that's why you didn't see no harm by what you were doing. And that makes sense because you didn't mean harm by what you were doing, but it still ended up happening. It still, it still fucks up people's exactly. feelings. Exactly. It still, and not, um, I don't really don't care about people's, like, whole opinions on me. Right. What I do care about is how I personally make you feel. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a big believer in that. Like, I can't correct everybody's opinion. You understand what I'm saying? I go fucking crazy. But what I can do is know, like, when you've come in contact with me, I've left you with a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I care about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but a lot of my past relationships or past people that I've talked to, it's been, while in the middle of it, they've been happy, I think towards the end, I leave them feeling like, okay, well, kind of worthless because you just could pick up and just go and leave and peace out and not say shit. And that shit kind of fucks up people's and I feel bad about that I do feel because sometimes you blame yourself like damn what did I do that all of a sudden you don't want to talk to me mm-hmm. and yeah like I don't do that like don't think like you did some shit because but how, but you're how, not how, saying how could you, anything how, could you blame them for thinking like that nah, no I don't but I feel like shit though that's that, like I do and like, who cares I feel like shit right exactly. no, don't feel like no, don't feel like shit because I feel like shit I'm just letting you know like I'm in the game with you like I feel but you're not, you're not though you're not they're in a different exactly you can't you feel like shit because of you feeling like you feel like shit because you feel actions. like shit it's regret like yeah. you feel like it's that form of regret that you feel like resent that resentful feeling for what you've done that's different rather than then you ain't do shit and you just a victim exactly yeah. you being a victim versus you being the, the perpetrator yeah, in that sense you it's, having guilt yeah you feeling remorse you, feel you be like damn what happened 
the fuck is up? It wasn't you, it was me. Corny ass. And niggas be lying. Yeah, I just want to let all It's not even you, it's me. And then they get a girlfriend next week. You're like, wait a minute. Nah, she didn't know about the same shit I used to do. She accepts the new me. Like, you ghost because they want to be in a relationship. You know what? It's like, it's not. It's like, oh, this is getting too serious. It's not that. It's not that. Let me go ahead and back out slow. It's dead ass not that. And you want to know what the worst part about it is? As a dude, dudes will sit there and dudes will make you feel guilty when you move on. Like, damn, like, that was crazy. I was just cheating. Like, you really gonna up and leave me for a new nigga? <laughs> like, yes. niggas will make you feel like the <laughs> Absolutely. worst. Like, because, um, or, like, there be times, like, um, I've seen, like, my friends, you know, will be in a new relationship and be having a baby, and the ex will be like, wow, this what you doing? Like, you don't want to have a baby on me? Women, women have women. Men talk about women's irrational emotions all the time, but we don't. We never address ours, and mm-hmm. those are some of the irrational emotions we do have. Like that shit don't add up. That shit don't make no sense. We mad that you moved on because we was behaving like a fuckboy, and some dude came and swept you off your feet. He was your Mr. Charming. We just looking at it like, wow, you know, I was in, I was getting better. I was improving myself for you, and this is what you do. You just up and leave me. Like no. Nigga, if a woman did half the shit you did to her, you'd probably you'd be outraged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All niggas know that's just a bounce back, baby. But there's yeah. a double standard, though. <laughs> Absolutely. That you know why there's a double standard? I'm gonna tell you why there's a double standard. Because men feel like we deal with more shit from women on a daily thing, but on a smaller scale. And like the shit that we do, we feel like it's just boom. It's not. It don't happen every day, but it's just on a larger scale. Like we have to deal with women's nagging on an everyday basis. But I don't cheat every day. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, cheat. Cheat. I want to hit you. <laughs> right I'm trying to be there for you, but I'm not going to get it, bro. I, yeah. like, just Let me take my bum-ass bitches coming back. Because you're just the bum-ass now. Because wow. you're getting me tight. You get every type. No, I know. I'm but all right. So what the fuck? Yo, yo, no, it's not the. It's no finesse about this. I'm telling you how I think or how I used to think. You know, it's like okay, cheating used to help me deal with relationships because I didn't sweat the little stuff. I didn't need no, to I sweat the little stuff. You don't sweat the little stuff. But it's also no. You don't sweat. You don't. You thinking like, all right, she's like, like imagine if she was the only if your girl was the only person you talked to and she is constantly having an attitude or you're constantly like missing like her emotional her emotional things or something like that like her emotional needs and stuff like that and she's mad like you never see like you don't never see like clearly what an emotional need is right so oh it's going over your head and she's getting upset but if i'm cheating i don't really like notice the shit but if you're with somebody who's consistently Uh, like that then you can't you can't be in that. That's gonna that's drive you nuts to have that's gonna drive you it's a conversation to have but the thing like i've I didn't. I didn't necessarily see what those healthy conversations look like. You understand what I'm saying? I just knew like I deal with it. I deal with. I deal with all my problems by myself. And part of dealing with my relationship problems was, okay, well, I'll just go out and find somebody else to keep me happy while you tripping. You understand what I'm saying? Like I don't want to come home to you because you're bugging right now. So I'll go home to somebody else. That made sense to you. It shit, com- completely. It complete and it made my relationship. It made my relationship that much. No. Okay. Because at this point now, it's like I'm taking Thank into you, account people's feelings. I'm taking into account people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Before I didn't take into account, it's like, all right, well, you know what it is. You know, like, I got a girl. So you act, you move accordingly. Me and my girl, we think 
I think I'm not a million percent sure, but I'm assuming you know that I might be doing something on the side. You I shouldn't even have to think that, though. Well, well I'm telling you how I used to mm-hmm. think. You understand what I'm saying? And so, being that this is how this works out, I when I come back to you, you'll be happy. It's like, I think a lot of it is just being Western. You understand what I'm saying? I was about to say. Oh, so now blaming on. No, I think it's because it's like a standard. That's the thing. Like I, that's the thing I grew up and I saw. I think the difference between I've learned from West Indians and Yankee, like Yankee women, they 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 don't as much like they don't tolerate as much of with the with the mistresses as much as a. I don't know. We as new age Western Indian women. No, for real. Like no, for real. Like I'm. I'm serious. Nah, from parents and older from what I've seen like they know like okay if you, people, yo how many times have you been at a funeral and somebody's just meeting their brother or sister for the first time yeah I understand exactly what you're saying yeah. cause like growing up West Indian hmm. you would have no like you would have like okay Mr. J with Mr. J and his wife Mrs. M are gonna leave in hmm. their Mm. In the in in the house, and Miss Mr. J's mistress mm. will be like two houses down, two houses and down. Mrs. M like knows same, that she will have his, his food prepared for him. She might even give him food to bring over for Miss for his well, mistress. Right, right. You, you see what I'm saying? So like that shit was like that shit was normal. I didn't understand how normal it was. Until I was doing it, <laughs> not I, no, like I know, because these are our parents, these are our aunts and uncles, these are our grandparents. These are this is real life. What made them able to do it though? And the women were on thing. The okay women were financially it. stable. Like if they leave them, oh, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Right, That's right, a big right, thing. Right. That's saying. a big yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, women yeah. just wasn't as yeah. Financially you can have stable. multiple women if you got the money for it. If you don't got the money. And for that it, is why I say money. that like women, that. in order for you to date anybody, whether it's a whether vice versa, you're supposed to be like at least financially stable. So you need to have vex crap like that. <laughs> I'm crap. just saying. You said crap. Like, yeah. I don't. That's. I don't. Yo. I mean. Shit. Because they want to rely on a nigga. You know what I mean. So I don't think no, so. I, I was think. always told you must always have your own stuff. Yep. Oh, and that's that's why there's a despair. That's why it's an achievement gap between black men and black women right now. That's why black that's women a lot of are kicking our ass that. and a lot of shit. You understand what I'm saying? But are they even like. Um, now, like when you go on a date as a woman, they'll say you must always have vex money. Girl. In case he piss you off, in case it gets annoying, you pay your half and you pay your cab and you go home. Vex money. There are times that, like, I've seen situations where certain friends have gone out on dates and it's gone horrible and they were like, yo, send me an Uber. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll send it for you because, like, you can get into it and realize you don't like the date and then he don't want to take you home mm-hmm. if you ain't got no money. What are you going to Make do? It's like a vex date. I you just, need vex I, money. I don't think I've ever had a girl to have Nobody a... Nobody should be dating right had now. Vex money. <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, <laughs> everybody minds your how, business. That's the type of time I'm on right now. Like, I don't know. Yo, my nigga, like, I am so, I am so, like, a celibate. You understand what I'm saying? I am focused. Yeah, facts. Like, you know what? I'm tired of this. 
Nah, I'm, yo, bro. I'ma talk to you like, but oh shit, nigga. Bro. I mean, <laughs> as my mom would call it, my piggy oh, is in retirement. It needs <laughs> my to piggy be. is in retirement. Like Put I it like away. I, I Lock it up. holstered it. It's like nah, I can't. Yo, I can't. I can't move on with the guilt that you that the same guilt that we feeling. I can't. I can't live like that no more. And even if I could have lived like that, I've learned so many lessons about how it would bite me. Even if it wasn't an emotional thing. It's an obvious thing. It's like, shit, this shit hurts. It hits you financially, shit, medically, <laughs> you know, emotionally. You understand what I'm saying? This shit. Next thing you know, they're like, sir, your kidneys is failing. Oh, I should have never cheated on you. <laughs> like, what? what? How? How is that correlated? I'm telling you, I know. I know, my nigga. Nah, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, you catch an STD trying to do that shit. But you see what I'm saying? That's, like, life, that's the real health. Fuck life goes on. You understand like <laughs> that? You understand what I'm saying? STD. Like, listen, man. Yeah, no business doing that shit. Help me. Yo, <laughs> that son, makes me think about like, yeah, people but, who yo, cheat on other do, people and they come back. I'm like, yo, I hope you don't bring nothing back. I had a, no, I had, um, I had a, home, I had a girl I was dating, right? And we was kind of like, we was like off and on, right? And we have this conversation. We we extra gossiping. We chatting and shit. So my so my friend he dated this girl. Her name is Ah Ah Ah. And then she got the she got the um thing. She got the clap. No, I wasn't the clap. It was a herpes. She had curvies or whatever. She was like she had herpes. I'm like, what's her name? <laughs> she was like Ah Ah Ah. I'm like. Damn, that's a unique fucking name. Like, it's, I only know about one of them. <laughs> she was like, oh, she's like, you dated her? Yeah. She's like, you dated her? I was like, Huh? She pulled at a party. to the side of the road. We hit the shoulder. She was like, oh no, you was a dirty nigga. I was like, nah, wow. Why you how we assuming all this? How did all this assumption go on happening? But you see what happens when you're out there and you just wildin'. Yo, um, you ladies have helped me. This has been therapeutic. I got to <laughs> um, I need you to I be. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Did, did you guys enjoy the episode? Because you guys were yes, kind of nervous. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I'll do this fun. again. Yes, I enjoyed I myself did. a lot. All right. Thank yeah. you. I mean, we try to make it feel like comfortable or whatever. So y'all was good? It was great. I great. appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure. I got a little bit drunk, so I, I got <laughs> I was having fun. So I was like, I hope they have fun. Good. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. But um, you guys should let the people know where they can find you, where they can find your poetry and your stuff. Because, I mean, we done took so much time. We can't even really even get to a snippet of you. So where can I find your work? Yes, of course. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. At C H A S period S I D Y. It will be C H A S period S I D Y. And um you'll see my whole bio and you'll see stage name C Concrete. That's how you know you hit the right page. Okay, I was following you from Oh Snap. Okay, I got you. Okay. You can follow me on Instagram, my Instagram you, name. Do you give that stuff stuff out because of your ex and stuff? Like do you still Because you I figured you, I'm not sure if you want to be private. Okay. Just, I, I wanted to be sure. I wanted to be sure. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. What's this? Okay. You don't know. <laughs> well, I got you. That's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You said. Oh. All right. This whole part out. But go ahead. Just say it, and I'll chop. I'll, um, I'll chop out that part. <laughs> 
Okay, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is Kylie Star, K Y L E E S D A R. Okay, then, ladies. And your work, are you guys performing anytime soon or anything like that? As of right now, I do not see myself performing yet. I'll be writing for the most part, stacking up, but I will be very much hosting my very own open mic very soon. So, will you want me there? Of course. Of okay. Course. <laughs> Everyone's uh, invited. Yeah. Everyone. Bring somebody, uh, bring your cousin, cousin, cousins, all that. Oh, uh, for a little shout out to my man Dizzy Brown. Um, without him this wouldn't have been possible. Yes, big um, shout out. do you guys have anything going on before we leave? Uh no I Sunday. Oh actually. Pink. Yes. Sunday, August eleventh is the seventh annual Pink Charity Fashion Show. Um this year we are donating money to um Hi, Tima. Why are you being a psycho? Tima um, is my friend. She's my friend first. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yes. So um, this year we are sending proceeds to the Mel Chatel Anderson Foundation, which is a scholarship foundation intended for students who really want to attend college, but their GPAs may not be as high as they could be for certain merit-based scholarships, so they still gives a chance for kids who really want to go to school to get to, to have the financial backing to go. I want that. Why nobody gave me that? Um, because this foundation is fairly new, and you're not in school anymore, so <laughs> there's wish. that. Um, yeah. Tickets are on Eventbrite. If you go on my Instagram, the... Uh, Link is there, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is on Sunday, three to eight. Are you planning on um, popping some more pussy in California? Excuse me. No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pop anything <laughs> in California. I went to, I went to sessions for AP, and that's about it. I did have my first feature on somebody else's podcast. Shout out to from the Yo to Your podcast, um, based in LA. So and it was fun. I was never had nobody ask me questions. Yes, I did. Okay. Just making sure. You know, sometimes you go around, you don't spread the word. So I was just making sure. Okay, so you done? You? <laughs> that was crazy. Yo, we got um reggae house party about to come back. You know what I mean? I forgot where niggas said they was about to have it at, but August. Look out for that. <laughs> no, no, the it's beginning. Happening. The, yeah, the it's beginning. gonna be. I don't somewhere. remember where, September. but we go. August looking kind of dry for your boy. You know what I mean? If you need a DJ, your baby shower, or some shit. Holler at me, DJ Bill Gates. <laughs> if you need something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some, some of y'all was fucking yeah, during Valentine's Day. Some, you know, some Valentine's Day baby's about to be born. I know y'all it's need time. baby showers. Yeah, it's yeah. about that time for baby showers. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah <laughs> it's baby pregnant. shower time. Exactly. Facts. Uh, for real, how they find you, Bill Because, you know, you sell them here. Oh, um, yeah. Instagram, <laughs> uh, DJ Will Gates. I'm there. Instagram, yeah, I said that. Twitter, DJ Will Gates, 718. One L, two L. Two L's. All Always right. love and loyalty. You heard? Heard it. That be that, you know what I mean? Mm. Wear it up. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right, then. So uh, we about to close out. Um, I just want to say one thing before we go. Um, you guys can give your opinion. Uh, been seeing a lot of. We've been running about like about three and a half years now, right? It's mm-hmm. about something like that, right? And I think throughout this three and a half years, our 
questioning of the system and us refuting white supremacy has been really prevalent. I'm sorry. And um, I've been seeing it like a lot in the news lately. And I just find it fucked up how white supremacy has to actually kill white people for people to actually notice that white supremacy is a thing that we wasn't just losing our fucking mind. That we wasn't just saying yeah, stuff. Exactly. So um I guess that's the karma we was kind of talking about like earlier before. That's um I don't know how to go about announcing it, but yeah, um just I want to give a big rest in peace to everybody that lost their lives in Dayton, El Paso, and um I forgot the name of the festival. The garlic, um, garlic festival. Garlic festival, yeah. Everybody that died at the garlic festival. Even the people just a yeah. few weeks ago in Brownsville. Oh, that's No, the eleven. Yeah, that's. But that was some nigga shit. So we gotta address that also. Um, it's been like a real tough transition, and um, especially in a political climate, I think as of now, people are beginning to see like. Democrat or Republican, nobody really honestly cares about our struggles. So I hope we take this time out to um, actually take a deep breath, step back, and um, we congregate on what's our next move as a people. Um, not just uh, black Americans, uh, as a diaspora, uh, um, worldwide, because it's a worldwide thing. You know, um, there's protests going on everywhere and racism happening everywhere. So I do believe it's time to, like, gather ourselves and we figure out what the fuck is our next move because shit is happening at a really rapid pace to the point where it's kind of scary. It is scary. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I mean, like, our choice has to be, like, um, a calm racist or the fucking Antichrist. And, um... I, you, and even like from somebody even like from our black candidates that are democratic it seems like they're pretty status quo also and um, I think the last thing we need right now is status quo so that's just my opinion um, so yeah um, I'd like to see more unity and more people on code and let's get a little bit more ready for like things that might happen or could happen you know let's be a little bit more what you call it what's the opposite of reactionary Logical. Um, no, nah, well, you're uh, not reacting. Starts with a P, doesn't proactive. It? Proactive. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it starts with it. a P. Let's be a little bit Listen, more proactive. And school what's going ain't on start yet. My brain don't work. Yeah. So <laughs> my fault. Um, yeah. And that was my rant for the week. I don't normally do that, but um, you can follow me at Slapshotcha. Um, AD Podcast. We will be back next week. Tina, can you close us up? Schlater, dickheads. Right. Awesome. So, like, how will we find this? Where do we find it? We on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay. I did listen to, like, your one of your podcasts before. So, how will we know when it's uploaded? Um, should I send it to you? Yeah, please do. Because I want to upload that on my...